Hey, it's Kim, and I've got a real treat for you today. Do you struggle with your weight loss goals? Do you find yourself yo-yoing up and down the scale? Could you use some inspiration, motivation, and real-life stories about people who have successfully lost the weight and kept it off? If so, then today's podcast is for you. How in the Hell Did I Get Here is proud to present... Slimming Stories Around the World, a podcast produced and hosted by my friend and fellow podcaster, Claire Oldham-West. Claire is an accessible and honest host who loves discussing the journey of weight loss and committing to a fitness regime. Claire herself was stuck in a rut and struggled with the cycle of losing and gaining weight. In 2018, she created Slimming Stories Around the World because she knew she wasn't alone in her weight loss challenges, and she felt called to join with others who had similar struggles. As you'll hear in this podcast, transformation stories and conversations about weight loss are two of Claire's favorite things. And when you hear others discuss their challenges, it reassures everyone that they're not alone. I'm not going to lie, this is a very motivational and inspiring podcast. Be sure to subscribe to Slimming Stories Around the World wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you enjoy it, please leave her a review on Apple iTunes. And don't forget to follow Claire on Instagram and join her Facebook group. And now, here is a special episode of Slimming Stories Around the World, featuring Claire and her guest who lost almost 200 pounds. It's quite the story. Enjoy. One of the first things the doctor said to me was, uh, if you don't do something about your weight, you're going to be carried out of the house in a box. And I was kind of, he, he was blunt about it, but I think he needed to be because I didn't, I didn't see myself as big. Hello and welcome to Slimming Stories. I'm your host, Claire Oldham West. So... I know it's getting really hard at the moment, it's so so cold outside and I think our intentions to lose weight and to keep fit are kind of on the back burner. I don't know about you but I'm so so busy and around that I've got family things coming up, I've got meetups with friends and trying to get organised for Christmas and at the moment to be fair my kids have still not decided what they want so I've got my son that lives with me and two stepdaughters and there's all of that going off and amidst of all of that I'm trying to focus on my weight loss and those goals so I know that I need to pull it out of the bag this week I need something extra special and I do think Aoife has got all of that. Aoife Larkin is from Kerry in Ireland and she started her weight loss journey at 25 stone, £9, and she's absolutely smashed it. She is now at a healthy weight, and not only has she done amazing things with her weight loss, she's also climbed the highest mountain in Ireland. So I don't want to give you any spoiler alerts. Just tune in and listen to Aoife Larkin, because I do think that she will really blow your socks off. Here we go. I've been so looking forward to getting you on the show, and we've had, we've had some technical difficulties, haven't we? So... We have, we have between the, the Storm Lorenzo and God knows what else. <laughs> we've finally managed it. So yeah. what I'd like to do Aoife, for today's show is just go right back really with your weight loss. So you, you've had a, a large weight loss, haven't you? How much have you lost? I have. Uh, 14 and a half stone. Wow. Sometimes <laughs> I can't believe it myself. So 
yeah is that is that kind of the reaction on repeat from people that just amazing yes well well i used to i used to live in in um county wicklow which is on the east coast which is just under dublin okay. and i moved i moved down about 15 years ago to Kerry. i was only coming down for six months originally um oh. but i'm still here 15 years later but I, when i go home well, I still count Wicklow as my home. Um, mm. When I go home, I um, usually get people walking past me because they don't recognize me. No. So, and I have to kind of go, it's me. It's me. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> and, and I've seen oh, some yeah. of the photos that you've sent over to me, obviously, for the podcast. And yes. the, the transformation is phenomenal. I can understand why people would walk past you because you look like a, a totally different person. A lot of people actually say, a lot of the people um, now that I'm meeting, because I'm obviously in some more classes and people join and, and they're saying like, oh, you know, um, you, you obviously don't have, or you didn't have a weight problem. And I'm like, yes, I did. And I still do. I'll always have a weight problem. And when I show them my pictures, they're like, that's not you. That's your mother. Yeah. <laughs> or even your grandmother. Like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's a bit harsh. That's a bit harsh. Yeah. (laughs) So if you just want to start with your starting weight when you first joined Slimming World. Yeah, I was 25 stone nine. Wow. And I am 11 stone two. So, yeah. What brought you through the doors of Slimming World? What what pushed you? Was there a moment or an event? If you'd want to just uh, tell us more. It was. I am... I went to see my doctor and I was diagnosed originally with lupus um, it's an autoimmune disease and um, well obviously I was very sick anyway and I wasn't I wasn't um, we couldn't understand or we couldn't figure out for a long time what was wrong with me but when I got my diagnosis one of the first things the doctor said to me was uh, if you don't do something about your weight you're going to be carried out of the house in a box and I was kind of, he, he was blunt about it, but I think he needed to be because I didn't, I didn't see myself as big. Well, I knew no. I was big, obviously, but I didn't see myself as being dangerously big. And as, as I'm sure you've seen in some of the photos I sent you, my hair was always the big thing. Um, I had different color hair because I thought people would look at my hair rather than the size of me oh, but, uh, um so that was that was that but um yeah he was blunt and he was honest and yeah. being the type being the type of person I was it wasn't the thought of dying it was the thought of having my family or friends having to carry me out of the house in a box at 25 stone nine so, so was it like this the, like the thought the embarrassment of being yes well so, well the embarrassment and you know the fact that they'd be going Jesus we knew she was big but we didn't think she was that big she was that big yeah yeah and you know I'd imagine that when a doctor has has to have these difficult conversations and they can see the way that that you're you're at and obviously the risk to your heart and all those other things they have to yes probably think of something that's going to be dynamic enough to hit home for you to make to hit home exactly yeah I mean you know I always had a had a good relationship with this particular doctor anyway like they were always honest with me and you know um because I was thinking at one stage I was thinking I was a hypochondriac I was going in with symptoms of this and symptoms of that and they still couldn't figure it out and eventually it was another um, GP that was visiting the practice mm. that asked, um, was there any autoimmune diseases in the family? And there was. My aunt, actually, that lives here in Kerry has it. 
they said, right, we'll send you for this particular test. Mm. And I was like, you know, I was kind of thinking, yeah, this is another brush off sort of thing, you know, that, um, but when the test came back positive, um, we were kind of, whoa, okay. So at least now we have a diagnosis. And as I say, that was kind of putting an answer to all my symptoms and like depression is a big thing with lupus as well. Um, so as you, as you can imagine, been told, you know, you're 25 stone and if you don't do something about your weight, you know, you're going to die. And it was kind of like, whoa, okay. So yes, I was kind of hit all at once. Definitely. Yeah. It just sounds horrendous. So how old was you at this point? What what age were you? Um, it was four and a half years ago. So I'm 41 now. So I was uh, 36 and a bit. Yeah. So just to go back to that conversation, when you left the surgery, the doctor's surgery, what, what was going through your mind apart from this, obviously worry that yeah the first thing the first thing I thought of was kind of uh, okay was that did that really just happen you know because right. it was all kind of I had the, the the positive diagnosis as well um, at the same time and then he as I say he said about the, the weight or losing the needing to lose weight and as I say it was kind of all hitting me but it was only when I got home and I tried to climb my stairs to go to go up to my bedroom and I realized this had to stop, like, because I, could, I literally couldn't climb my stairs. I was taking three steps and having to sit down for a breather. Oh, um, yeah. Um, and that was, I, it was all kind of like, how long is this going on? I didn't, you know, I, I mean, it had to have been going on for a long time, but I just yeah. didn't, I didn't see it. I didn't, no. you know, we, Did it we feel all just like a, a wake up call to what absolutely were, yeah. the reality of it all. The reality of it all yeah yeah so I I went online um, and researched you know things I didn't want these I mean we've all tried them I'm sure um, the you know the shake diets or the you oh, know, yes. blood group diets or all of those I didn't want one of those fatty diets no. I wanted something to be able to to eat healthy um, you know and I researched it a bit and I found Slimming World online and basically I joined it and, and wow. I started started following the plan. In almost 11 months I had lost 10 stone so in, in wow. the bones of a year I'd lost 10 stone. My goodness. Uh, even like even up to kind of seven seven and a half stone people didn't notice I'd lost weight which was kind <laughs> of yeah they were kind of you know it was coming up to it and like I'd change the hair and they'd say something to me like is there something different about you? <laughs> and I'd say, uh, yeah. And they'd say, oh, your hair, you've changed the color. And I'm like, no, I've lost weight. And they're like, kind of, oh, yeah. You know, it was kind of, you had to tell them. And I was, I was very disappointed at the time because yeah. I, I felt like I was doing great. Like, yeah, you were, um, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and as I say, then I, I, I um, the same stairs that I couldn't climb. I had a, a fall down and <gasps> I broke my I broke my pelvis in two spots. I broke my tailbone and I fractured my femur. And the doctor actually, when I went over to to the emergency department, um, he took one look at me and he said, "If you were still the weight you were, you, you wouldn't have done any damage." And I was like, "Well, would you prefer the weight <laughs> or would you prefer to break the bones?" <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Great news, there. Yeah. Great news, like yeah, yeah. So I was, I was, I was just like, a, I was just in uh, stunned silence then. So you, yeah. you pelvis, your femur, I, my feet. I fractured my femur and I broke my tailbone. Oh my so, goodness! Yeah, 
um, and that was four steps of my stairs. So yeah, I was, I was very lucky because there's a glass panel in my front door. Um, and the only, the only reason I didn't go through the glass panel was because I have a a doggy gate, a baby gate for the dogs to, uh, (laughs) to keep them from going up the stairs. So, um, the gate stopped me. Yeah. 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 So, so now you've got this in this injury how was life done was you in hospital I was laid yeah no I was laid up at home and I had family my mum my and my my aunt um, and uncle came over to help me um, and they they right. looked after me for I was laid up for the bones of two months um, right. and of course comforted because I couldn't do anything else yeah and uh, yeah I quickly gained two stones so I was back right. down to having lost eight stones and then when I got better, when I was literally back on my feet again, I found a group, a Slimmermore group, because I had been doing it obviously online prior right. to that. And I found a group in uh, Castle Island, as it was then. It's since moved to Tralee, which is further over the road. But I, I went, went there and I joined the group and I found, found the group much better because you kind of feel like even though there is support online, mm. you're not physically talking to, you know, right. or having having um a person there that you can talk to or or and like I had a lot kind of to deal with as well the fact that I gained two stones so quickly I was kind of yeah. thinking am I am I going to good. am I going to put it all back on again you know so I, th- I think there's a lot yeah. to be said for for a group and the, the group that I'm a member of it feels because I've been going so long it feels more like a I won't say family but a little bit like a family really it and, is it, it is absolutely because often people like myself will comfort you there's other things going on other than, it's not just a case of you know we're all going to this group and we, we're all following a, an, an exercise to lose weight obviously there's other things that's going on that allows yeah. us to, to comfort you and you know yes and as as we say like gets in the way and we'll have, we'll have, we'll have turns of crying so yes at some point but just just going back a little bit to what you said about being laid up for for two months now having lost weight and having that time on your hands because I know that you you've got you've got quite a busy life what was going through in in those two months what was going through my mind was um getting better quickly to get back to I I'm a carer for my dad so he's not physically disabled he had a massive stroke in 2000 mentally as in concentration wise or anything like that he's not he's not great um so he needs he needs someone to to help him and and um you know do things out like his medication and things like that cook his meals and right. you know so um so as that, I was, say, that, that was, was your drive to, to that was better. my drive was right. to get better to to be able to to look after my dad again because I was I was relying on my cousins and friends and whatever else to help me out that way so right um yeah and family obviously wow. so yeah yeah I don't do things like I never did I never did wow. so, <laughs> so lots of changes then with how you were eating to how you were eating with them as well I just want to talk yes. us through just yep. want to tell us about what your diet was like before Slimming World. Yep, basically I lived on bread, toast, potatoes, you call them crisps, and chocolate. Wow. Um, that was my diet, literally. So I had to learn to eat healthy. I had to learn to eat proper food. Right. So, yes. So when you, when you yeah. say that was your diet, just talk us through mm. a typical day. Typical day, I would get up and I'd have 
about three cups of coffee with two bars of chocolate uh, yeah. for breakfast. Lunch then would be four or five sandwiches of crisps and maybe another bar of chocolate and then the same for the, the evening meal for oh, the no. tea. Yeah. I mean, if, I didn't eat anything. Craving the chocolate then is the, the sugar, oh, yeah. the sugar rush that you sugar, were... yeah. Um, coke, full fat coke was another thing I used to drink gallons of. Um, you know, and now like I, I would be the, the coke zero if I do have one, but right. um, I, I don't, I don't do it because I kind of feel that's one of my triggers. Okay. Um, so I have, if I have one, I have keep oh. going with it <laughs> yeah and, I, and I'm not talking about a can I would be talking no. about two litres of it like yeah oh, right okay. yeah yeah so, so that's, that those, hab- those habits around your food with the chocolate mm. and, the, and the crisp or potatoes mm. <laughs> yeah um, potatoes yeah is that something that is that a way that you'd always eaten for example when you was at school is that a pattern that you got into um, then just not like I think I, I was thinking about this actually and um, I think where my love-hate relationship with food started, I or wish healthy food should I say started, was um, I was in my grandmother's kitchen um, and I have a twin brother. Um, so there was okay. myself and, and my twin brother and my two cousins, they were younger than us. But my grandmother um, had been shopping and she came back with potatoes and chocolate for for the three of them and she handed me an apple and she said uh, you eat that you're too fat uh, as in you're not getting the potatoes or the crisps you're getting oh. the apple um, oh bless you <laughs> now do you know I was five years of age um yeah she she obviously meant well but yeah. it has it has stuck in my mind as one of the things and I I always had a rebellious nature hmm. um so I think that's where my love-hate relationship started that I was right. going to show her that I could have my potatoes yes. and my chocolate <laughs> and I wasn't going to eat the apple um so yeah um but yeah and if I I'm the type of person as I say if I set my mind on doing something mm-hmm. I will do it and you know yes, it's all almost yeah. like a, a behavior that you develop to protect yourself as a five-year-old myself. yes continued through your adult it's true to my ad- adult life yeah yeah absolutely and um being and I mean told, obviously being put in a box to snap mm-hmm. out of it I guess it did I yeah it, it did a, a magic spell in it just that, that word yeah. that conversation that, that worked with you yes exactly um I think it was I suppose the doctor kind of thought well if I don't kind of you know put this as bluntly as possible it's not mm-hmm. going to it's not going to get through to her like that she's going to have to do something about it so yeah and, and but, I, think, um, I think for a doctor it must be so hard you know because obviously they're not they don't want to upset but they, they want to make sure they're that to, you know they're for your health and sometimes they just have to have these really harsh difficult conversations to conversations. make conversations yeah yeah exactly um healthy and do something about it i guess yes i was listening actually to um, a radio show here um recently and it was the doctor was saying that he had to have a conversation with a mother about her child and he said, like, no matter what way he was putting it to her, she didn't get it, like, that the child was morbidly obese. Right. And so he had, to say, he had to say it bluntly. And there's now supposedly a court case going on about it because, really? 
yes because she didn't like the way he put it but yeah and I was like oh my god like that's so you know if if all he was trying to do was his job and trying to you know trying to um make the child healthy and whatever else and I suppose having been there and having had that conversation I kind of think you know I I understand it from the the doctor side of Mm, side of things but yeah but then I also understand it from the mother's side of things like that she was she felt that he was saying she was neglecting the child or whatever so you know it's it's a difficult difficult thing isn't it it's a fine line Mm. I I certainly wouldn't want to be the one given that that advice given yeah given the advice exactly as as a mother myself I'm quite protective of my son so of yours yeah stepdaughter so it's you know I wouldn't yeah I think I'd probably it's like a natural instinct isn't it to retaliate isn't it Yes, so, it so is. now you've lost this weight, what changes have you noticed in, in self-care? For example, shopping, which is my love. <laughs> do, you, <Yes. laughs> do you enjoy shopping before? Do you enjoy it now? Has anything changed with that? Oh, absolutely. I hated shopping because, as I'm sure you're aware of, going into changing rooms and when I was as big as I was, I was wearing a size 30 pants and a size 28 top. So you can imagine it was very hard to try and find clothes to wear yeah. um, in those sizes. And it was always black. There was, there was never anything colorful. <laughs> and it was, it was kind of what fitted you rather than what suited you or what, you know, what you liked. Mm-hmm. And as, a, as I say as well, like it was always kind of very old fashioned. Um, you know, you couldn't get anything. Cause I mean, I was, I'm still young. I still consider myself young, yeah, um, even oh, in the yeah. early forties. <laughs> as big as I was, I was in my kind of early thirties and upwards. So I was still wanting to find something that was fashionable, but you couldn't when you were that size. It was what fitted you more so than what yeah. looked good on you. It wasn't yeah. like a choice. It was like what what just it, just fitted you. It was what fitted. Yeah. It was what fitted. But um now I'm going into shops like I think you call it Primark over there, is it? Right, yes, yeah. Yeah. Um what's it called over like there in Ireland? Penny pennies. Pennies, right, okay. Pennies, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like that was my big thing to be able this sounds awful, but all I wanted to do was to be able to go in and buy a bra or underwear. Oh. in pennies <laughs> because when when I was the 25 and a half stone I was um a 46 double e in the in the bust and so oh. it wasn't like you were going into those shops and buying them off the hanger because it didn't happen no. so you were paying dear dear for um absolutely yeah for big bras you know so that was my one thing was I wanted to go in and and um be able to buy underwear in there and you know what? When it did happen, I was very disappointed. Was you? Okay. I was. I was like, I don't like these. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. That's climax. But yeah, exactly. But now, as I say, I'm in a size 10 clothes, size 8 on top, a size 10 on the, on the bottom. Wow. And I can win any, anywhere and buy clothes. And it's, yeah, the bank balance is kind of saying, uh, Eva, calm down a small bit. Like, but <laughs> oh, I'm sure, I'm sure yeah. that's worth it. I've yeah. never been a size eight or a size ten, so well, one, one day, one day, one day, <laughs> one day. Well, it's worth it, believe me. And what about what about self care? Um, self care, yeah. I um, I, I always did my hair in different colors or whatever. I'm I'm a natural blonde, as you can see. Very nice. Um, yeah, I'm not. It's 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 a bottle, but I have a very good hairdresser. <laughs> 
so yeah I always do the hair and um, my nails are always done that's a big thing as well because when when I couldn't eat chocolate I was eating my nails so oh, right. one day that's yeah one day I decided I decided to get the nails done and they're always done now every six weeks so um, and they're always mad colors. It's the nails now that are the mad colors, not the hair. Oh, so people look at your hands now instead of you. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. So, and what yeah. about exercise? Couldn't walk to, to the end of my driveway and my drive, it's not that far, probably about 10 steps. But when that was when I started. But now I and as I told you about the stairs, I couldn't climb the stairs either. Now I'm climbing mountains, literally. I mountains. I have done wow. mountains. <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, I've done Karen Tuhill, which is the highest mountain in Ireland. I've done that four times. Um wow. and it's amazing. I, I would recommend it to anybody to to do it because like it's a totally different world up there. Beautiful so, surroundings. It's be- absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. You can see all over County Kerry. It's fabulous. Oh, uh, on awesome. a good day, obviously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you say yeah. hi, uh, how long did it take this journey? The first time I did it, I was, I think I was 14 stone then. I had, so I would have probably lost the 11-ish. And it took me eight eight hours, and oh. the crowd that yeah, the crowd that I did it with were waiting. They were down long and ever before me, like the yeah. guides and all the rest. And okay. God love that man. I still say fair play to him, <laughs> the man that took me up. <laughs> um, I hadn't a clue what I was in. No. Um, my, my as I say, my mouth gets me into trouble an awful lot. I always say, oh, "I'll do that without thinking what what I'm actually going to do." But yeah, when they, when they were, I did it. I did it. But when I, when I turned up at the at the bottom, it's the place is called Cronin's Yard. I had a pink scarf and a pink hat on me and gloves, and the the guide that I had for the day said oh my God, I've got a princess. In other words, like this one doesn't know what she's, well, I didn't. I hadn't a clue what I was expecting. Like no. I thought, I thought I was going for a walk to be honest. But, uh, <laughs> I soon learned it was a mountain I was climbing. But um, yeah, it was brilliant. I did, I did the best day ever. And as I say, it took me eight hours to do it, oh, but yeah. I wasn't giving up. I was doing it. And when, when the crowd, when the crowd that I did it with, when I actually came down around the corner and into the yard again, they, you know, big round of applause and they were like, oh my oh, God, we thought we'd never see you again. Oh, that's brilliant. And I think that's so, that's so nice when you've got a crowd cheering you along or a cheering group. Cheering Absolutely. Yeah, abso- so yeah, did you go absolutely. with friends then or was it a group that you joined? The first time I did it, I did it with a crowd from Slim and World. So yeah. And then since so then jealous. I did it with, yeah. <laughs> <So> jealous. <laughs> Oh, we have, we're great. We do a lot of things like um, in January, we do a a 31 day challenge, which is we have to do do some form of exercise for the 31 days. Okay. Um, And it's, it's done for charity as well. So it's lovely. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. So we all donate money then, whatever we've, we've raised to the the chosen charities. That's a really good idea. I think that's just our group. Definitely. Yeah. So when you came down the mountain, could you actually feel your legs? Were they still working? I will never forget the pain. I, I was I was in so much pain, and the first thing they said to me was, "Home now and into a bath of Epsom salts." And I think I fell asleep in the bath. Oh, bless but, you! Uh, yeah, 
but I've since done it three more times and I absolutely okay. love it. Yeah. The yeah. same it's, hill, it's same hill, mountain. The same mountain, the same mountain yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The same mountain, yeah. Yeah, it's it's fabulous. Now I've done I've done other mountains as well, like but this that's the highest one in Ireland, so it's right. It's something something to be proud of. Yeah. And had you done any training for that then or I didn't try and clue what I was agreeing to, you know. <laughs> I, I, as I, said, boots, so. I, I had I had climbing boots now and well fitness done. Well done. Like I did, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I as I say, I thought I was going for a walk. I didn't realise it was going to be as <laughs> as high as it was goodness me goodness. yeah yeah wow i'm so so proud of that that is, that is brilliant <laughs> that is really good and did you take your step monitor with you did you count how many steps i i did with the the last time i did it i think it was was a thirty two thousand steps up and down we did no that was just steps so i think is it 1400 meters i think no i could i could right. be wrong could be completely That's wrong it's not, it's not just a flat flat walk is it it's proper no no it's climb. it's a proper climb <laughs> it's wow. a proper climb so it is it's i mean there's about an hour and a half walk up to to it before you even start climbing so yeah Anyone that's uh, anyone that kind of gets cold feet and wants to get cold feet at the bottom. <laughs> and yeah. how was your consultant through your weight loss? Very good. I have to. I've, I've had. I've had two two consultants. Two very good consultants because I swap. It depends on my days. Whatever I'm, I'm able to. Uh, whatever group I'm able to make. But I, I go to my, my original one was Nora in Tralee. Nora and then the other girl I go to is Sorsha in Kenmare and I've had a great help from both of them they're absolutely amazing so yeah I can't I couldn't even if I wanted to say something bad about them so all oh, right yeah. that's the yeah so yeah. where, you, where you live is it like a, a village a rural community is it quite it is it's yeah. it's um it's a village although the locals will tell you it's a town okay <laughs> yeah yeah I, i'm still even even though i'm 15 years here i'm still a, a blow-in because uh dublin and kerry are um the uh, rivals in in the football the irish football oh, the right. and uh, i i'm originally a dub so um right yeah i'm, I'm known as the jackie down here <laughs> uh, watch your back then watch your back <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> i'm just wondering if we was to look at somebody joining Slimming World or not even Slimming World really, just somebody who maybe had a similar weight to your starting weight and just felt quite helpless really. What I always say is Rome wasn't built in a day. Mm-hmm. Start and take, it's your journey. It's, as I say, your mountain to climb. Nobody else can do it for you, but do it because it's well worth it. That's, yeah, I, I always say Great take advice. it one day at a time, one day at a time. As I say, even after 14 and a half stone, I'm still on my plan. I'm eating my healthy food. It's, it, it's, it's about healthy living, healthy eating. It's not about, you know, a diet or restricting myself. Um, as I say, I still have my chocolate. Um, I just don't have 12 or 13 bars of it. I have no. my one bar or whatever. Yeah, put yourself first. That's, that would be one of my, my big things. And it was a big thing for me to learn too, because like I've spent my life, as I say, looking after my dad and looking after everyone else. And, you know, but people think that when you say put yourself first, it's about being selfish. It's not. Mm. It's you, you, you can't expect to look after anybody else if you don't look after yourself. No. Um, and, you know, that's, I suppose, um, as I said, it's Rome wasn't built in a day. You have to take it one day at a time. 
that's such good advice I think yeah often I know for myself and for others in our our group that they might have a bad weekend and then a a meal turns into a bad afternoon that turns into a day and it just like when when do you actually apply the brakes and I think that is you know that that is a a skill in itself isn't it I mean oh I mean if if we're just able to have a an indulgent meal or you know indulgent couple of hours and then just stop yeah I think for me that that is something that I'm I'm hoping that by listening to the guests I'll have on my podcast I will something will click because that that is something that I really struggle with and people that I go to group with also struggle with just stopping and it's it's almost like you know I understand not to stop is going to mean that I'm going to be disappointed so why can't I just stop because you're not forgiving yourself no that's a big thing nobody's 100% 100% of the time you know you're right there um yeah and like we're all gonna have I mean it's life we're all gonna have weddings we're all gonna have funerals parties you know nights out drinks with the girls whatever it is you know enjoy them go out and enjoy them I do it I go out and enjoy my like my nights out or whatever have my dinners out you know things like that and yes if I'm at a birthday party I will have a slice of cake you know that's (laughs) one slice of cake not half the cake um you know that extra glass of wine go and have it you know you you know if you don't forgive yourself for having them it's you know you're just going to go around in circles and it's a a big enough circle and it's it's hard enough to you know to get back on plan but forgive yourself is the biggest thing I I have to say you know forgive yourself for for going out and enjoying yourself then you'll still keep going you'll keep eating another one and I don't know whether you've ever heard the roses analogy if your husband buys you seven roses and one of them dies you throw them all out right yes yeah or do you just throw the one that's dead out so absolutely true i just really need to apply that love hearing your words of wisdom and i'm thank you so so pleased that you you found the the mojo just to just to do it and and get get the weight off and and i know there was harsh words but you've you've done it now and one of the photos that you sent me in the flower dress you just look oh, so yeah. happy, so so content. You, you know, you, you can see in the photographs how how different you're feeling just by the expression on your face. The expression on my face, exactly. That's, yeah, that's great yeah. to see. It looks like a. I mean, to me, you look like a lady who now feels free. You really do. Oh, I am. I am absolutely. Yeah, I'm. I'm living my life for me. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Yeah. So thanks for joining us today, Eva. Thank you, Claire. Care. Thanks a million. I thoroughly enjoyed doing that interview with Aoife. I absolutely love her accent. She's just so lovely. I think for somebody that was once 25 stone, maybe I would have thought, well, okay, if they lose their weight, maybe they'll take up swimming, go to the gym, do all of those things. But to climb the highest mountain in, in Ireland, it, it just beggars belief. And she's done it. She's totally done it. And how can you not be inspired by her story? I think she's got so many great takeaways and maybe when you listen to this podcast in December 2019, maybe after the year you've had, you might not be at target. You may not even have even started with your health and fitness goals. But maybe this has started a spark for you to think, well, actually, if somebody like Aoife can do this, then there's something in me that can do this too. Maybe your intention for 2020 will be just to start. Not put the pressure on yourself, just to start to eat more healthy and to move more 
and that could be taking extra steps. It's not necessarily about going to the gym and pumping and doing the classes and going to run a 10k. It's just about moving more and making sure that what goes in is that bit healthier. If you find yourself knocking on that Slimming World door, then really don't think you will be disappointed because I do find Slimming World has helped me tremendously. It helps keep me motivated when I'm really, really low. It helps keep me grounded when all I want to do is think about chocolate and binge. It really, really is the golden ticket for me to to help me with my weight loss. It really, really is. And there's lots of other plans out there. There's Weight Watchers, there's Keto, there's many, many diets. But for me, Slimming World is the one that I find that works. And I hope you find your mojo to to get yourself started and I'll leave you with today's podcast and I'll hope to see you soon thank you